Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 241 and session number 72 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast. And uh, yeah, I do my best to answer them or, you know, give you my opinions or just some advice. And you guys know that I genuinely love, love, love doing these because I get to hear questions in your own voice and it really does allow us to connect on another level. Now, today's episode is a little special uh, and it's a, it's a special day for me, that is. Uh, not that I uh, really look forward to this day as much anymore, but today that I'm recording this, okay, not the day that it airs, but the day that I'm recording it, which is July 30th, um, which generally I don't record on Saturdays, but I'll tell you why I am uh, in here in a minute, but uh, July 30th is my birthday. Uh, and I turned 44 today. Yeah, 44 years old. Uh, I have a 21-year-old daughter, an 18-year-old son, and an 8-year-old daughter. And my 21-year-old is actually on her way here now. My wife just left to go to the airport. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and record an episode quick because, uh, well, next Tuesday when I generally record, she's still going to be here. So see how I can kind of maneuver things around my schedule? Well, that's what I'm doing here as well because I want to be able to spend more time with those guys when they come in, her and her fiance. So yeah, you heard that right. Her fiance, my 21 year old got engaged. If you haven't heard already, I've mentioned it before. And I also have an eight year old daughter who I'll be going through that um, in a few years. And uh, I'm really hanging on to that eight year old age uh, because man, oh man, it is, it's so precious. So if you guys have kids, definitely, definitely enjoy each and every moment, each and every phase that they go through. Uh, again, I love where my, my older daughter is in her life as well. I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also kind of sad because I remember the days when she was eight years old, nine years old and going through those things. And, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it makes you really understand that time does fly and it doesn't wait for anyone. And again, it was funny. I was going in the gym this morning. Um, I've been committed to going to the gym, back in the gym now for over just about a month, a solid month, which it feels really good. I haven't missed a day. Um, I've had days off, but on those days off, it's just a one day off. I'm usually walking um, a good five uh, five miles a day. Um, so, uh, and I won't bore you guys with the with the details here, but I've been Snapchatting about it a little bit because it's a commitment that we all make. And I think if you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I don't know if I can do this business or, you know, there's just so much stuff going on in my life. And here's the deal, guys. We all have the same amount of time. We have the same amount of time. It's just how do we divide up that time? And I made a ton of excuses of why I couldn't get back in the gym. And then finally, I just put my foot down and I put it on the schedule and I planned it. And now every day at 6.30 a.m., I am in the gym and I'm usually there for about an hour. Um, But today was my birthday and some could have said, you know what, I'm not gonna go in on my birthday because, well, you know, it's my birthday. I should just be able to hang out and relax. Well, guess what? I went to the gym. I feel amazing right now. I'm ready uh, for the weekend. Uh, My my daughter's coming to town with her fiance and my whole family's gonna be here. So I'm really, really excited. I'm pumped up for today. And it was funny though, when I was walking in the gym and you scan your card there at Planet Fitness, that's where I'm going right now. And it says, oh, happy birthday. And then the, the person behind the counter goes, oh, happy birthday. And I'm like, can we turn that off maybe? Because as you get older, um, it's not as exciting. Um, and I know some people listening might be like, well, it it's all depends on how you feel. And you're right. But at this uh, at this stage, you know, when, when you hit 40 or, you know, you're heading towards 50, I don't know. It's just, 
I feel different and in, in your mind changes because once I was, you know, 20, 25 years old, I didn't think about how I would feel once I hit 40 and I would always say like, you know, eh, it's not going to bother me. And I got to be honest, guys, it kind of does um, mentally a little bit, but that's why I want to keep my body clean. I want to go ahead and do the most that I can with the time that I have here. And uh, I'm going to stop talking about this right now so we can get into today's questions. But you know, if you guys are if you guys are nearing a certain age, whether it's 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, whatever it is, um, I do think that we have to remind ourselves it's all about the day that we're at right now. That like we're here today. Let's be present. And that's what I'm really trying to focus on in my own personal life is how to be present and also how to get th- how to how to get things done, more things done by scheduling it into my planner. And, and I think that's key. It really is. If you don't put it in your your calendar or your planner and you don't create that schedule, it will not get done. And I think you guys can probably uh, you know attest to that. It's it's pretty much true. Um, so if you want to get something done, get it done by putting it in your schedule. And I did a Snapchat and I did a Periscope, and I mentioned this. And I'm going to mention it right here. You guys can do this same exercise real quick before we jump into today's first question. But ask yourself this one question, and there's probably a a bunch of different things kind of swirling around your brain all the time that you keep coming back to, and you're like, oh, I got to do that. And then you don't write it down, but you say, oh, you know, I got to get doing that. Or, you know, I really know that I should start doing this. I'm going to start on Monday, you know, and you you just keep kind of swirling it around, and that takes energy inside of our brain. But if you write those things down, it's going to seem a lot easier to not have to think about that stuff because you know in your mind that it's written down and you're not going to forget it and you're also going to be reminded of it. You might even want to put a post-it note up uh, and, and kind of remind yourself. But pick one thing out of those different thoughts that are swirling around in your head. Pick one and do it, all right? Do it. Commit to it. Make the commitment to yourself whether it's life, whether it's business, we're talking business on this podcast a lot, right? So if it's about your business and you're saying, well, I'm going to wait until I get this done and then I'm going to start this, well, that just doesn't usually happen. I know people that have said, I'm going to start as soon as I figure out the product. Well, guess what? They're still in product research stage and it's been a year and a half, right? We got to make a decision. We have to commit to it and get it done. Set yourself some deadlines. All right, guys, I was not planning on doing this, this early, uh, you know, pre-show rant, but I think it's, I think it's worth mentioning. All right. Um, so, all right. So let me just remind you guys as well, um, about asking a question of your own. If you want to ask your own question and have it aired here on the show, head over to the amazing forward slash ask. You can, again, visit that page, leave a voicemail, leave your first name and a brief question, and I'll do my best to answer it. I'll give you my opinion or my advice. Um, I'll try to help you the best that I can, and I really do love hearing um, the voices of the listeners, so definitely do that for me. That would be awesome, and uh, yeah, the other thing is, is our Facebook group, a lot of conversations going on over there every single day. Head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash FB, F as in Frank, B as in boy, and one last thing is the show notes and transcripts. If you guys want to download the transcripts, show notes to this show or any of the other shows, head over to that episode. This episode is going to be theamazingseller.com forward slash 241. And it's a pretty special one. It's my birthday. All right. So uh, I'm pretty excited. This is going to be a good weekend. All right, guys. So um, let's go ahead and listen to the first question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. My name's David. Uh, My wife and I have set up a pretty successful 
FBA business that we've been doing uh, via retail arbitrage for a couple of years now. Uh, going well, getting the ba- bills paid and everything, but we are interested in moving into private label. Now I have a completely separate entity uh, that is uh, a brand that I run that uh, where I run a blog and a podcast, and uh, it has nothing to do with th- that particular business. Uh, but I'm also trying to monetize that brand. So naturally, I'm starting to think of um, things that I can sell for that brand and how I can kind of make my businesses work together so that if I'm selling physical products, I can do that through the FBA channel but sell them to the audience that I've already built. So my question is, um, let's say, and I'm just going to make a hypothetical scenario here because Garlic Press doesn't really work for this. Um, let's say that I have a, a huge audience of video gamers and I've got a good email list and all that kind of stuff. But I, So I want to start selling a product like a, a custom controller. You know, I've convinced my audience that, you know, the PlayStation 4 controller is great, but if only there were some buttons rearranged in this certain way, it would be way better. Um, how do I go about selling products like that, and is it worth it to market uh, through that separate channel, Does if that makes sense? can I? In other words, can I go to the manufacturer through Alibaba or whatever when they offer these OEM um, services? How far does that go? Is that just branding and packaging and logos and stuff like that? Or will they actually customize a product if I say I want this button here and this button here? Is there any wiggle room like that for some of these manufacturers? And if not, how do I go about that? Thank you very much. Bye. Hey, David. What's up, man? Thank you so much for the question. And congratulations on your success with uh, with FBA uh, retail arbing and all of that stuff. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say like, ah, retail arb is dead. Uh, you can't really make money doing it anymore. And I hear a lot of people that are still having success with that. Anyone out there listening right now that's thinking to themselves, like, I don't have enough money to get started in private labeling. Listen to what David just said, right? A pretty successful FBA business paying the bills. It is work. It is a job, but it's possible. So no excuses, no excuses. This is a show for no excuses, all right? All right, so David, you're in a very unique situation, and I love it, by the way. Man, when I was listening to your question, I got kind of excited uh, because I just start getting all these ideas on what you can do uh, because you have the audience already. That's the key. We're usually working towards that. You're already there. Now, all of a sudden, you just have to tap in to that market that you're sharing. And I think your example of the controller in the video gaming market is a beautiful example. I understand it totally, completely. Let me just say, first off, you're you're on the gold, man. You're on the gold. This is, like I said, this is a great situation for anyone listening. If you have a digital product or a digital uh, platform where, and I mean digital, like if you have a podcast, if you have um a blog that's popular. I, I actually have someone um, that I met recently that has a blog, very successful blog, gets probably close to 50 to 75,000, maybe even more uh, visitors a month to the blog, building an email list, been doing that for eight years, has no physical product of their own, has no digital product of their own. Well, guess what? I got excited. I'm like, this is what you need to do. Boom, 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 right? Well, a few things that I recommended to that person, and I'm going to recommend to you, David. First thing is understand what your market wants. Well, how do you do that? You ask them. 
All right. So you have a podcast. I would put it out there. Hey, I am right now, uh, you know, thinking about this one or two or three different products that we're going to be creating our own version of because there's a lot of them on the market, but they're flawed. They don't have this. They don't have that. I want your guys's feedback. Can you guys go over to xyz.com forward slash uh, poll or survey or whatever, and give me your feedback on that. And then go to surveymonkey.com and create a nice little short little survey, or you can use Google, uh, or you know, your uh, Google docs. They have a, a thing in there where you can make a survey there. I've used that. It works, works great. Um, and then just have people start to vote on it, right? And then start to become part of that process. And then they can help build those products with you or that product. And then guess what? You start to show them screenshots of, of the progress. You start to ask them about graphics for a certain cover that you're making for that product. And then you say to them, oh, we're almost done. Actually, here's some pictures from the manufacturer that they sent me last week. They're on the product line or they're on the production line. I'm really excited about this. Um, you can ask about, you know, have them give you feedback on names that you're thinking about using, um, different packaging, and then they become vested in it. And you might even want to get an email list together from your list. So make a sub list of your main list and say, Hey, the, uh, I want to go ahead and get your feedback and your help on creating this brand new controller that we're thinking about doing. And uh, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to let you guys get it for half off. Once we launch, all I need you to do though, is just go over to this page and request that you want to be in this group. So this way here, uh, you can help us with this and I'm not going to be bugging everyone else, right? Now these people feel more special because they're part of this exclusive insiders group. And then from there, you start to get all of this information. You might even want to jump on Skype with some of these people and say, hey, what exactly do you want to do? And, you know, I've also heard people say, well, if I do that, won't people in my audience do what I'm doing? The answer is probably not because it's not going to be that easy. And most people don't understand about private labeling or even affiliate marketing for that matter, right? So, I think that you're you're definitely sitting on a gold mine and uh, you should be tapping into that market. You absolutely should be tapping into that market. I'm actually going to be doing a podcast soon about this topic, about if you are a listener and if you've been doing affiliate marketing or if you've been doing any type of, you know, blogging or YouTubing or building an audience of any kind in a certain niche there's a ton of opportunity for you. There's opportunities for you to be able to cross promote with a physical product. And then the other thing, if let's say that you're a physical product owner right now and you're not in the digital world, well, guess what? You can enter into the digital world by creating useful uh, products that help people use those other products, right? You can create eBooks, you can create little courses, all of that stuff. So there's so much that we can do and I can go on here for hours, but Hopefully, I gave you uh, some feedback, and I think by the excitement, I think it's a go. Um, and the other question you asked was, will the manufacturer actually modify your product? And the answer is yes. Um, you know, you can say to the manufacturer, I want the button to be red, and I want it to go in the left-hand corner, and you can draw up a schematic of what you want, and then they're going to go back and forth with you with, with different um, iterations of it. But the thing is, when you do create that custom, custom product, it is going to cost you more upfront because they're going to have to make a certain mold or a certain template for that in a sense. Um, and then from there, that's going to be the upfront cost. It's almost like when you get t-shirts done and they charge you for that, that setup of the screen to have it made or the plate. And then from there, after that, the runs are just basically whatever the run is, what it costs. Um, so dude, man, I think you're on it. I think that, uh, I think this is a great opportunity for you or anyone else listening. 
keep me posted on that and uh, you know, drop me an email and let me know a little bit more in detail, even if privately you wanted to do that. I'd love to hear um, the direction that you're, you're moving towards. And uh, of course, if I can give um, any assistance, uh, by all means, I would love to. And again, I can always report back to everyone that's listening and say, hey, you know, this is what this one person is dealing with. This is what they're doing. And this is what I'm advising. And then we can kind of see how it goes. So definitely do that. Um, all right, guys, let's go ahead and listen to another question and I'll give you my answer. Hi, Scott. This is Mary. And I've listened to every one of your podcasts so far. And I truly appreciate you sharing all that you've learned along your journey so that we can get smarter along with you. My question is around promoting the link to my product page off of Amazon. And I'm curious if you think it's smarter to use an affiliate link so that we could get um, an extra commission from the affiliate program on Amazon, or if we're better off using a super URL to try to drive our organic traffic toward a particular keyword. I'm also curious, does Amazon charge back to a seller any affiliate commissions that it pays out? Thanks so much for your help with this question and your wonderful podcast. Hey, Mary, thank you so much for the question, and thanks for being a longtime listener, and thanks for putting up with my voice for that long. That's a long time of Scott. <laughs> my wife, I don't know if she could handle that much of Scott, uh, but hey, thank you so, so much for being a listener and uh, and giving me your feedback on, uh, on how it's helped you. Um, okay, so these are some good questions. Uh, the first thing is, uh, as far as driving outside traffic directly to your listing, it can work well, and it can work not so well. And here's the reason. If you drive external traffic to your listing, let's say you drive 100 visitors to your page, your, your Amazon page, uh, and your listing, that is. And let's say that out of those 100, only one converts. That's a 1% conversion, right? But on Amazon, if you have Amazon traffic inside of Amazon, let's say you have 100 people that go there and you convert 15%. Well, now you're at 15 so there's a better conversion rate, right? So the less that you convert can hurt your listing. And if that outside traffic's coming there, it's just showing Amazon it's a session, it's a it's a view, right? So then it's going to count against your conversion. So you got to be careful with doing that. That's why I've always recommended, you know, if you don't have your own e-commerce store, then yes, drive them over to that to that page, but I would want to do a little bit of pre-framing or pre kind of like, uh, you know, getting them to know a little bit more about the product before I send them over to buy something, right? So that's where you kind of have that, that page in the, in the middle, or you can do a little bit of a, of a, uh, uh, an email follow-up that educates them. So something like this might, might work if you have a Facebook ad that drives people to a, a blog post that educates them about your product or about what the product does, because really it's not about the product, it's about what the product does. So if um, if you're selling a garlic press and people are complaining that the garlic press, it's hard to find a good garlic press that doesn't, uh, uh, that's not hard to clean, well you can say, you know, something in there, that the, the five uh, top garlic presses uh, you know, reviewed or something like that. And then you can go ahead and review those. And one of those could be yours. And obviously yours could 
be the better one because yours is going to answer the problems. Um, that's one way um, that people have done that is like a comparison or you can just straight up say, here's techniques on how to uh, clean your garlic press or prevent it from clogging or whatever, right? Or something like that. And again, this is a, a really strange example because not many people are going to probably look for that. But if we were looking at something again, uh, where you're trying to get a result from that product and then for you to educate them on using a product, whether it's yours or anyone else's in order to use it, you need to do this, this, and this, and then you're going to show them how to do this, this, and this on that blog post. Okay. And then you educate them in that process. And then you're also going to have a way for them to enter their email address to maybe get something additional, maybe some additional resources, or maybe a coupon to buy your product at 25% off. And then once they give you your email address, you then follow up with them to help educate them and guide them towards your listing. So you see what we've done there? We didn't take a cold visitor. We call them a cold visitor, someone that doesn't know that you even exist or your product. And then we don't just throw them right to the sale. It's kind of like walking into a bar and saying like, Hey, I I sell this product. Want to buy it? Or would it be better if you went into the bar, someone came up and got into a conversation with you and then no, and then they started talking about this certain thing and you go, oh, here's a resource for you. And then you gave them the resource. They went over, they educated themselves. They're grateful for that. And then in the same breath, they might link over, they might get linked from there over to your page. You see what I'm saying? So we've, we've warmed them up a little bit rather than just going direct for the sale. Um, and I think that's huge when you're, you, when you're dealing with external traffic. Um, I think it's really, really huge. Um, now, there is some ways that you can do this uh, that will make it easier to sell. Um, and that would be if you went after keywords that people were searching for. So if we're talking about Google, okay, if you're running Google ads, that's different. We're going for keywords. In Facebook, we're not really looking at keywords. We're looking at the audience, okay? So in, in Google ads, if you were going to do that or Bing or Yahoo, people are searching. You might say best garlic press or where to buy the best garlic press. If you bid on that and then it links over from there to a page then then links to your Amazon uh, listing, that's different. They're in a buying uh, mode, right? They're, they're actually looking to buy something. Just like people that are on Amazon, they're there to buy something. So you need those types of people. All right. So hopefully this helped you or anyone else thinking about driving external traffic. I think external traffic is, is very important, but it's, it's important if you can uh, kind of have that little bit of a warm-up stage. And again, I'm going to be talking more about this. That's stuff that I'm working on currently right now because I think it's important to be able to control your own traffic and be able to then build your own email list of people that are interested in your product. I think it's really, really important. So hopefully this helped you. The other thing is, real quick though, before I jump off of that question, is the affiliate link thing. I'd be careful with that. Um, I've heard that uh, Amazon does not like that. But again, use your own discretion. I would say not to do it myself personally, uh, but that's totally up to you. All right, so uh, that's it. That's going to wrap up this question. Let's listen to another question, and then I'll give you my answer, and then we'll wrap this up. Hey, Scott. I love your podcast. Um, I've been listening for the last few months. I probably listened to all of your episodes already. Um, and just craving to, to get the next one. So I have a question for you. I've been looking, uh, scanning all the products uh, one by one, different categories in Amazon, looking for the perfect product as you described it, um, you know, easy to ship, lightweight, um, in a special niche category and so on. Uh, but I have not been able to find many products with 100 or less reviews or something close to that range with enough volume. What's your opinion on products with slightly higher reviews, such as, you know, two, three, four hundreds, um, I know probably that will require some deeper pockets and just maybe a 500 or a thousand dollar investment, 
what is your opinion on those products? Would, would it be uh, reasonable to start with one of those products so far? I've only been able to find one. It's already been ordered and it's, I expected to receive it in the next couple of days. But I really want to find three or four more products to go through that process. All right. I uh, hope you will get to this question. Thank you. Hey, Samuel. And I know your name because you left it in the email, but not in the uh, the question. But that's okay. That's cool. But uh, Samuel, thank you so much for the question. And guys, if you do ask a question, please leave your first name. I would love to be able to address you personally. Uh, okay, so this is a great question. The thing is, I think you might be a little misunderstood as far as what I have said in the past. I look... For, yes, if I can find products that are selling and they only have 100 reviews, that's beautiful. Like, boom, like that's awesome, okay? The thing is, that's that's not that easy, okay? They are out there, but they're not as easy. Here's the thing. You might find in the top 10, when we're looking at depth in the market again, right? We're looking at depth in the market. We're definitely looking at the top 10, maybe the top 7, maybe the top 16, Okay. There might be some in there that are selling well, but they have 500 reviews. We might have some that have 75 reviews, right? So I'm going to look at all of that data. I'm not going to just rule it out because there's three sellers in there that have 500 reviews and I'm just not going to compete now, right? I look at, again, the depth and where can I find a spot in those 10 that's still selling 10 a day that I can still get in there, right? How can I compete with what they're doing and just do a better job, okay? So... Maybe that was a misunderstanding somewhere along the line of one of these episodes, but uh, you know, yes, uh, if you can find it where it's got 100 reviews and everyone has 100 or less reviews, that's easier to compete with, right? Because now you're not competing against you know, a ton of, of reviews, but um, I would say that that would not rule it out for me, okay? Um, I've actually had some that they have 800 reviews, but there's some that have 200 reviews or 175 reviews, and I'll still be interested in going into um, or, you know, selling a product like that, okay? So don't let that discourage you. Don't let that, uh, you know, make it so that's a product you won't sell, um, you know, but if you can find that, that's better, because then you know that you can do a better job, um, and, you know, by getting, or it's going to be easier and, and to do a better job and get reviews and to compete better. Um, and you'll, you'll just also be aware that you don't need a ton of reviews to get sales. Because if, if people are selling, you know, let's say 20 a day and they only have 50, 50 reviews or something, then that's like pretty good, right? You're like, oh, that's great. Now, the other thing I would say there, though, is too, is make sure that you do your, your validation there as far as the product, because you don't want to have those numbers like in Jungle Scout say, uh, you know, that it's, it's a great, you know, it's a great product because of the numbers, but then you go, well, wait a minute here, um, uh, you know, after I do my validation process, they just ran some promos. So now they run promos and let's say that it showed that they had 20 sales a day and they only had 50 reviews, but they're on page one. That's probably because they did a big, massive promo. Okay. So if you guys missed that episode too, that's episode 189. I actually take you through a video, uh, walkthrough of kind of what I do to kind of really validate the numbers. 
Again, that's 189. I'll put that in the show notes to this episode. This episode, the show notes page will be theamazingseller.com forward slash 241. And uh, that you can get uh, the transcripts and the links and all that stuff. But the episode, the direct episode, and in the title of that episode was Product Research Validation, The Full Workflow, Reduce the Risk. And that's episode 189. So that'd be theamazingseller.com forward slash 189. All right. So um, definitely... I would not be discouraged if I found that the sellers had more than, you know, 200 reviews, 300 reviews. It's just a matter of, you know, how how well are they selling with with less reviews? That's really what it comes down to. So hopefully that clears it up for you. Sounds like you're still moving ahead, which is good. Um, so congratulations on that. Uh, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I actually got another voicemail that I want to play for you because I think it's pretty awesome. And uh, I would love to hear if you guys have any... Um, any results or or any experience um, from the podcast, and maybe I can play it on an episode in the future. So let's go ahead and listen to this one here, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up, and uh, we'll get on with our day. What do you say? Hi, Scott. My name's Sally. I live in Western Australia, and I want to say thank you so much for all the generous time and information you give here on your podcast. My husband and I started listening to you maybe last August time, launched our first product in October. It took until February to actually see a check from Amazon, which was about $38. Now we're up to, I think it's 6000 Australian dollars per fortnight, and looks like it's going up from there. So it's been absolutely amazing, life-changing experience. And once again, thank you so much. Look forward to hearing more of your podcasts. Well, hey, Sally. Oh, man, I'll tell you, I love getting voicemails or emails about this because it just goes to show that, you know, it takes work, it takes patience, it takes commitment. And you know what? It might not go as planned, but you really, again, proved that you just got to stick with it. And you just got to keep pushing through or as we call it, pressing on or press on, hashtag press on. So yeah, you you really want to be able to, uh, to, to do that. I think it's really important. And I wanted to share your voicemail because it proves that we, we all, you know, start the same place and it's a matter of, you know, how we can continue to push through, you know, the doubts, the fears, and all of that stuff. And whether it's this business or any other business you're involved in, just make sure you understand that it's not an overnight success. It is going to take time. It is going to take work. And it is going to take a commitment, all right? And that's why I go back to, you know, your why, right? And figuring out that, right? If you guys are longtime listeners, you guys have heard me talk about, you know, finding your why. It's really important because when you do that, it's going to, it's going to help you push through, uh, you know, when you launch, you know, every, everyone launches and they think immediately in two weeks they're going to have results. You know, it's not the way it works, okay? It, it works by you going through and seeing what happens once you go through and do a launch and then you see what you need to do next and then you plan and then you execute and then you see what happens and then you plan and then you execute and then you just keep going like that. So I want to thank you again, Sally, for uh, for sharing that all the way from Australia 
Uh, really awesome to hear your your quick story there and your your uh, your results. And uh, I'm I'm definitely rooting for you. And uh, I wish you all the best. And keep me posted on that as well. And again, if you guys have a story you want to share, maybe something that happened that didn't go as well, but then you figured out a solution or whatever, share that with me. Go to you know theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and I would love to hear it. And whether I play it on the air or not, I would still love to hear it. All right, so. Guys, that is pretty much all I got for you here today. I got to wrap this up pretty soon too because I think I just got a text from my wife saying that they're on their way back with my daughter, so I'm pretty excited. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a pretty awesome day being able to spend with you know my three kids. Well, take that back, my four kids. My other son is laying down below me right now, Brody, sleeping, uh, but he'll be with us. And uh, yeah, and then my uh, my future son-in-law will be here as well, which is always awesome to hang out with him. So this is going to be cool. So guys, uh, I want to remind you guys about the show notes real quick. You guys can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash two. 41 and uh, grab the transcripts, the show notes, any links there. Uh, and again, if you want to ask your own question, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. And the only thing that I ask of you is if you've received value from this podcast, please share it. Share it on, on I don't know, Twitter, maybe Facebook, maybe go over to iTunes, leave a feedback or review over there. Uh, do something to help show your support for the show. The more that we get to do this, the more it shows me that I should probably keep doing this. So that's what I would love for you guys to do for me. That would be awesome. And uh, you guys can always find me on Periscope uh, at Scott Volker or Snapchat at Scott Volker one. And uh, we've been playing around with this Facebook live thing. So definitely get connected on Facebook uh, with the amazing seller group because uh, yeah, we'll be doing some more Facebook lives over there as well. We just did one the other day, which I might post that as an episode. Uh, It was really good. We did it as a test, but we actually got into it and we talked for about 40 minutes about keyword ranking. It was myself, Chris Schaefer and Dom Sugar. uh, And we talked all about uh, keyword ranking and some theories and, you know, what works, what doesn't work and what might work, what might not work, um, all that stuff. So definitely uh, connect over on Facebook. That's a great place to hang out. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. I got to run. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you guys next time. Uh, Remember, though, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. I'm my birthday. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you guys right back here on the next episode. Now go press on.